Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and uh, I have a very big announcement. First, I want to mention, I, I believe, isn't today tax day? Did they move it? It's normally the 15th. Whatever. Anyway, we got our taxes done. My, uh, my wife and I, we got our taxes done. We don't owe anything, and the government doesn't owe us anything. Not a little bit. Although, I'm beginning to question uh, whether or not we are actually getting anything for our money, uh, especially with regard to the federal government. There's this uh, diminishing returns, in case you didn't notice, for all the money you send to the federal government. And all we're really getting is uh, abuses, usurpations, the abuse of the First Amendment by the deep state, lies about everything, an open border, fentanyl flooding across here, America's cities descending into hell. Uh, let's look at, uh, oh, I don't know, inflation, the price of fuel, energy uh, dependence on other countries, and a, and a proxy war with Russia. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder if you're really getting anything for your money, doesn't it? Or if you're just kind of getting screwed, pretty much. Diminishing returns, that's what I would uh, say right now with regard to our federal government. We don't get a whole lot back, uh, but we are forced to uh, pay for stuff that we don't agree with uh, and we consider to be in unconstitutional. Uh, you know, you know, CRT and, and uh, transgenderism in schools, sponsor, state-sponsored, by the way, uh, all of that stuff, yeah. yeah. I, I think we're kind of... Kind of uh, not getting what we should out of the federal government and in many cases uh, state government like in New York or Michigan or California. Pretty much getting screwed there as well. I do have a big announcement. I, uh, I want to come out today. <clears throat> Uh, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I remember back in 2008, I began to kind of feel this way a little bit when uh, when Barack Obama announced Joe Biden as the uh, vice president uh, candidate, and then he ran for a president. And I went, oh, really, Joe Biden? I mean, he's been in you know D.C. for at that time only like 40 years, and uh, and so I've had a chance to mull this over. And then uh, Joe Biden ran for president, and the FBI helped us, and, and Mark Zuckerberg and others helped to steal the 2020 election. And then uh, and then I then I made the choice but I'm just now going to make the announcement. I am non-Bidenary. I am non-Bidenary. Uh, I have never uh, felt comfortable uh, endorsing Joe Biden in any way, shape, or form. And now I know that I am absolutely 1,000% non-Bidenary. And also, uh, it is an irreversible thing. I, I made the decision. There was no surgery involved or anything. But, uh, but years of, uh, of uh, uh, analysis and research has shown to me that there's no going back. I am non-Bidenary. And I'm proud. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, Mitch McConnell's back in Congress today. Did you know that? 
And here's something from uh, Jim Goss and him and John Senate Fetterman. Republican leader Mitch McConnell is returning to a full schedule on Capitol Hill today. Sure. Yeah, I fell, I wasn't well. Uh-uh. Hit my head, wound up in bed. My own party wasn't able to attack, but you better watch out because the Mitch is back. Yeah, we missed you. Not one little bit. Nobody missed me on either side. Did you get my card? Couldn't be more disliked if I tried. Not even a virtual one. Schumer and me, we had a good talk. Cause lately Chuck and I, we walked the same walk. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh the Mitch, oh the Mitch, oh the Mitch is back. Back on China's payroll as a matter of fact. <laughs> they should ditch, they should ditch me, but they never do. I should be through. They should get someone new, but they won't. There you go. That is brand new from Jim Jim Gossett. Oh, oh, and then John Fetterman was back yesterday. He got out of his uh, his uh, Ford Explorer SUV and he uh, walked in wearing uh, his best new set of uh, baggy workout shorts and a hoodie. Yeah, he's a senator. Yeah, and here he is uh, getting out. And now you can't see this, but he gets out of this uh, this SUV and he uh, he uh, says a couple of words as the as the press uh, shouts at him. Uh, he can't understand their words. They all sound like the teacher on Charlie Brown. So he just said he's okay. Welcome back, senator. You know, normally when you see uh, John Fetterman getting out of a car, you expect about 12 other clowns to follow him. How are you feeling, Senator? Senator, are you confident you could serve your full six years? It's good to be back. Thank you. It's yeah. good to be back. All right, so there you go. It's good to be back. And the MSNBC is like, oh, it's so good that he's back. He is just so back. We're just so proud of John Fetterman, who was in office for a month before he decided to take six weeks off because he had depression after a major stroke, and the media covered it up. We are just so glad he's back. These are, these are senators here. These are senators who are not able to uh, fulfill their duties for weeks and weeks and weeks. And Diane Feinstein, she's not coming back. Uh, she's got shingles. She's been in the hospital with shingles for three months. She's almost 90 years old. Her relatives should be having a conversation about which, uh, you know, care facility she, she should be going to. But that's not happening. They should be calling uh, a place for mom. And taking care of Diane Feinstein. I don't understand it. Why do you want to work yourself to death? It's because there are bigger things in your life, and, and there's affecting people's lives, and there's a legacy. You know, really? No, no, no. Just go. Just go, go, go. I mean, Mitch McConnell, how much more influence can you peddle? How much more money can you dole out to your cronies? Uh, Diane Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, how much more money can you make? They're all millionaires. Joe Biden, millionaire, millionaire, millionaire. Most of us will never see that kind of wealth ever. So maybe that's why we want to retire at 65 or 70. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what's the point? What is the point? Oh, my God. You know, I, I wanted to open today also with a, a tale of two shootings. A tale of two shootings. Now, in Chicago over the weekend, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Chicago was overrun by a bunch of teenage uh, thugs. I'll just call them thugs. That's racist. No, it's not. They're just thugs. Uh, you know, breaking stuff, damaging stuff. Uh, they've been given the thumbs up because uh, Chicago, the crooked uh, voting setup in Chicago, the criminal mob that runs Chicago voting, uh, put a guy who's worse than Lori Lightfoot in office when the people said they, did, they had enough of Lori Lightfoot. So you've got to try to figure that one out, okay? 
But unfortunately, the people of Chicago are going to suffer because of it, the good law-abiding people of Chicago. But because Brandon Johnson has already said, hey, you can steal stuff, it's perfectly fine depending on the color of your skin. It's, it's yours, you know, uh, you've been abused by the man, so just grab whatever you want. Four Walmarts just moved out of Chicago, creating a food desert, as uh, Michelle Obama used to say. Well, you know what, you know how food deserts are caused? The crappy neighborhoods where people can't do business because they uh, keep getting overrun with thieves, and now you've got people in charge who are cool with the thievery. So uh, 38 people. Listen, this isn't in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, we didn't have that for the last 18 months Donald Trump was in president. 38 people were shot over the weekend in Chicago. Eight dead. Eight dead Where's Joe Biden? Where's Barack Obama? Where's the dear leader, Barack Obama, the first black American president in the history of the country who could have easily served as a, a leader with regard to family and fatherhood and a leader to young black men right now and young black women who are suffering in America's Democrat-run cities? Listen to all the people who died this weekend in Chicago, Jeffrey Jackson, 32, shot twice in the ab- abdomen, died at La- Loyola University Medical Center. Two teenage boys were shot, one fatally, in the Bronzeville neighborhood. Uh, the teens, 15 and 16 years old, were approached by five or six men who fired multiple shots at the pair. The older teen was shot in the a- abdomen, taken to the University of Chicago Medical Center, where he died. He was 16 years old. Oh, let's not forget Curtis Moore. He was shot in the 800 block of West 51st uh, Street at 1120 in the evening. Uh, black sedan fired shots at him, striking in the chest. He died. He was 17. 21-year-old was found unresponsive with a gunshot wound to the abdomen at 2.50 a.m. the 2500 block of West Adams Street. This is one weekend in Chicago. 20-year-old man was walking westbound when four people approached him and fires, uh, shot, uh, shots fired, strike him in the face. He died at Mount Sinai Hospital. <laughs> A man was also shot and killed early Saturday near Westside. He was 21 years old, found unresponsive the 2500 block of West Adams Street at 2.50 in the morning. The shooting happened in another one. Another person was killed uh, in the Golden Gate neighborhood's 1300 block of South Champlain Avenue. 21, a 20-year-old 20 man was standing on the sidewalk when someone fired shots in non-fatal attacks. Yeah, there are only a couple of those. Two teenagers found shot Saturday night as hundreds of youths streamed through downtown streets, causing panic, destroying cars, injuring one another. And a 14-year-old boy was wounded in the shooting Friday night after another large group of teens uh, gathered at 31st uh, Street Beach. You know, uh, this is kind of interesting, isn't it? Because... Um, where the hell were the parents? I mean, we worry about, uh, you know, the, uh, the kids, and, uh, and we worry about all these things. Where are the parents? Where are the parents of those kids, those 15, 16, 17 years, all of them with the exception of one under 21 years old? Unbelievable. In Kansas City, Missouri, where I live, I don't live on the Missouri side. I live on the, uh, on the Kansas side. A miracle, and this is great news, uh, Ralph Yarl. 16-year-old kid, great kid, outstanding student, goes up to a, an elderly homeowner's house, was shot through the door. 
shot through the door by an 80-year-old man. We don't know what the reason was this. Many people are saying it was a, uh, a hate crime that where very well could be. But, uh, of course, it can also just be a paranoid, old, infor- infirmed man like Joe Biden. Regardless, it's a terrible crime. Uh, more than $1.5 million have been raised by GoFundMe. Viola Davis and Halle Berry have both uh, since called for justice for this young man after hundreds of protesters about, uh, marched outside of his home. And by the way, Joe Biden even called his family. Yeah, Joe Biden did. Joe Biden called his family. Isn't that cool? He, he told them, he says, gun violence against unarmed black individuals must stop. Our children should feel safe, not as though they are being hunted. There you go. Joe Biden called. Isn't that amazing? I don't think he called anybody Chicago. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Or Alabama last weekend. There was a mass shooting in Alabama. Did you hear about that? You, you did all, over the weekend, and then it disappeared. You know why? Because an AR-15 wasn't used, and it wasn't at a school. You know? Or a whatever. Or at a church. Or at a whatever. Gunshots rang out on Dadeville, Alabama's 16th birthday party, Saturday night, 10.30 p.m. Four people were killed, including the brother of the girl who was having her sweet 16. They were black kids. They were all black kids. This is why the Democrat Party doesn't care. Unless unless it's a white guy shooting a black kid at his home. Otherwise, forget about it. It's not worth anything. Unless it's a, a white cop shooting a black kid. Forget about it. Remember? Just a couple months ago in Memphis, yeah, the, the guy was killed. By four police officers. They were all black police officers. We never heard about that, right? We never heard if it was actually a hit. We heard that the guy who was murdered was having an affair with one of the guys of the police force, but it just disappeared. It's crazy. Now, uh, by the way, after the shooting over the weekend, the media was uh, reported the incident as a mass shooting, and, and Joe Biden reacted to the incident by pushing for an assault weapon ban. But according to the uh, state uh, trooper, Sergeant Jeremy Burkett, Special agents did not recover any high-powered rifle ammunition at the scene. However, they did recover numerous shell casings used in handguns. And it just kind of went away. And then there's another story. This is where the tale of two shootings happens. Uh, Kayleen, uh, Kayleen Gillis was 20 years old. She was shot and killed on a Saturday night in upstate New York. Gillis and a friend mistakenly went to the wrong house and were fired upon. The homeowner allegedly fired shovel, several shots at the car without provocation. She was 20 years old. She and three friends were headed home in rural Washington County on Saturday. They accidentally entered Kevin Monahan's driveway in Hebron. Monahan, 65, according to the Washington County Sheriff's Office, fired two shots from his porch at the car, one which struck Gillis, who was still in the vehicle. Both of these are murders, or the other one was an attempted murder in Kansas City. This was an actual murder. I don't see any call coming from Joe Biden. They are both crimes. If you take the race issue out of it, they both involve homeowners shooting someone, either intentionally, I would venture to say intentionally, but only one merits a call from the President of the United States. And if it's a mass shooting at a black gathering in Alabama, that doesn't matter. If it's a mass shooting in Chicago that kills eight people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't merit a phone call. This is the country we live in, isn't it? Yeah.
Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the hearings in uh, New York City with regard to Alvin Bragg going after Donald Trump instead of tackling the real problems in New York City. And we're going to be talking to Mike Carter of Newsmax live in New York City to give us an update. All of that's coming up. Here's the number if you want to call. 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's right, and I am identifying as non-binary. Non-binary is what I am. Oh, by the way, uh, the Boston Marathon is debuting its non-binary races at the races 126th running, 127th running, with 27 athletes competing in the newly formed amateur class as a Vermont native finishes in uh, first at uh, 2 hours and 38 minutes. Now, I think this is a great thing. This is what we need to do. Men cannot be competing with women. Women cannot be competing with men. And those who are transgendered individuals, they can compete with one another. There you go. I love this. This is fantastic. And, and I celebrate the winner. I do. I absolutely do. If you're running as a non-binary competitor, I wish you Godspeed. Vermont native K. Chendron, whatever, won the non-binary division yesterday, finishing with a time of 2 hours and 38. Runner-up Cal Kalamina, who wore a transgender patch on their singlet, said they heard spectators cheering for them along the course. And they should. And they should. The only problem is they were both, both born dudes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can, you can compete as non-binary, which means you compete with uh, women who are dudes and dudes who are women. But generally, in fact, uh, pretty much exclusively, the winners are going to be uh, women who used to be dudes. So, you know, there you go. But you know what? That's the way it is. That's the way. Now, now, now maybe they need an, another division. You need a uh, man who used to be uh, women and uh, women who used to be men category. I don't know. Whatever. Uh-huh. Let's go to uh, Randall in Pacific Grove, California. Hello there, Randall. What's going on, my friend? Hello. I want to start by saying that you provide the spirit that uh, keeps us all in the good fight and persevering in the good fight. Um, Please, never surrender. You. That's my motto. Uh, but that said, I want to comment on what you're saying about people worried about the children. Um, now, I used to be a born-again Christian, and I still have a measure of faith in some things. But I will say this. You've heard the term feed the beast? Uh, Yes. Okay. If you feed the beast your children, then the beast will leave you alone. We have a reprobate generation where parents don't care about the children. America is not worried about what happens to the children. Mm. We now have rising up a very terrible generation. And and like I said, I used to be a born-again Christian. I was very diligent and dedicated to the Bible, and uh, I have my own personal reasons why I don't go to church anymore, but uh, we better get ready for anything. We have to be prepared individually ourselves. We can't expect Jesus to come down and save us. We need to save ourselves individually. It's now time to stand firm, because this is it. This is the tribulation, brother. 
Yeah, well, I, I do believe, and I've heard from more than one person, including an atheist, Naomi Wolf, that this is a battle between good and evil. And Naomi Wolf, the atheist, is doing uh, long-form podcasting about uh, biblical scripture. So, you know, but no, we, we, we creating, have to be... They are creating a generation that is going to be very terrible, and we have to persevere to save ourselves. Yes. Well, and also, and, and also, Randall, and also, Randall, to save our children. I'm not going to give up the entire uh, yeah, generation I know, I know to this. Saying, Rob. I, yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying that America does not care about what happens to the children. Yeah, well, some people don't, Randall. I appreciate your call, and I do also appreciate the truth of what you said, which is we have to be prepared. We have to be uh, girded for a fight because we are already in the middle of a war. We already are. You just didn't know about it. It started a few years ago. We are in a civil war right now. All of the madness that's happening, all of the violence that's happening in America's inner cities and whatnot, this is not, uh, this is not accidental. This is by design. That's why Democrats never say anything about it. That's why Democrats never say anything about the kids in uh, Chicago. Dear God in heaven, eight of them, uh, all of them except for one, under 21 years old, murdered this weekend. In Chicago, 40 people shot. That's a war zone. And nobody in Washington, D.C. gives a rat's behind about it. I've been talking about it for 30 years. So all I can say is defend the defenseless, defend yourself, defend the country. Mike Carter from Newsmax, live from New York, coming up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full-size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yesterday got a little spicy in New York City. There's been a lot of stuff happening in New York City lately. Last week it was uh, Alvin Bragg and the arrest of Donald Trump. This week you've got a House Judiciary Committee there talking about why the uh, why the district attorney isn't going after real crime as the city burns. And uh, here is actually audio, and we'll get to our guest in one second, audio from uh, the translator for bodega owner uh, or worker Jose Alba. Now, uh, Joe Biden would say a bodega, but it's a bodega. It's a convenience store. 
All right, you can buy everything in there. Joe, uh, Jose Alba was there, and uh, 35-year-old Austin Simon came in. His girlfriend was there, and she tried to buy some chips, and her card was declined. And so this guy decided to go back behind the counter and beat the snot out of Joe Jose Alba. And Alba had a knife and, uh, and stabbed him, and he ultimately ended up dying. And this, in defending himself, is how Alba was treated by law enforcement. After I simply told a woman that she could not have potato chips because her payment was declined. I was face to face with her boyfriend, who seemed ready to kill me. He attacked me violently, threw me around the store. And she stabbed him, The wo- uh, Jose Alba. The woman stabbed me herself. Yep. I truly believed they were there to kill me. So faced with this, I did what I knew I had to do to save my life. What the, a law, what the law allows me to do to save my life. I stabbed that man in self-defense. And he ultimately ended up dying, but here's what happened to Jose. I stabbed that man in self-defense. But when the police came, even though I was injured myself, I was placed under arrest. I was taken to jail. When I came before the judge, the prosecutor said I was being charged with murder in the second degree. They asked for bail even though so many people are being let go these days. And here is what happened to him at Rikers Island. I spent almost a week in Rikers Island before bail was lowered and I could be released. I was forced to endure the harsh conditions on Rikers Island as an innocent man. I still don't know why I was charged with murder. I believe that law enforcement and the DA's office didn't investigate the case fully. They rushed to judgment and I suffered because of it. Even though the charges were ultimately dropped, they should not have been brought against me to begin with. Well, that's kind of interesting. Put in jail without uh, medical treatment, without uh, without bail, and uh, no trial date. Kind of like what happened uh, to the January 6th prisoners who've been, some of them, in jail for 800 days. Uh, Mike Carter uh, works for Newsmax, one of my favorite reporters for Newsmax, and he joins us live from New York once again. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? <laughs> Rob, I'm doing well. You know, you just played that sound from Jose Alba. Yes. And, you know, there's a guy, uh, Rob, Jose Alba, Dominican Republic, immigrant to America, a guy who really did everything he could to become the best kind of citizen you could want in your city, a guy who's running his own shop on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and then one day, you know, gets assaulted in his own store and fearing for his life, you know, really acts in self-defense. And then it's he who gets thrown in one of America's worst prisons, Rikers Island, with murderers, gangsters, drug dealers. For six days, Rob, uh, he had medical injuries that were went left untreated. Uh, and you can only imagine the kind of sheer horror that it must have been like day in and day out to not know, you know, here's a guy who's later in life, and now he doesn't know what the rest of his life is going to mean. And now, even now, Rob, you know, he was saying in testimony yesterday to his attorney that and he's afraid to go back to work. He's not sure if... Uh, he fears retribution from criminals on the street for uh, killing this man uh, in self-defense. Uh, so this man, whose life has been blown up by this DA here in New York, uh, he is out of prison, but uh, he still has a long road to go. 
It is unbelievable. Yesterday's hearings were pretty interesting. Uh, the Democrats literally uh, screaming at the victims of crime rather than trying to uh, empathize with their suffering, uh, all for political reasons. And, of course, uh, this is all to defend Alvin Bragg. Uh, you know, um, Jim Jordan was there, among others. It was funny that yesterday uh, they, uh, uh, Jerry Nadler uh, immediately evoked politics in Donald Trump's name at the very beginning, and, and, he was, uh, and he was laughed at. It's kind of funny. They're claiming that this is somehow political, uh, but the January the 6th hearings were not. There was no cross-examination uh, allowed. There were no Republicans like Jim Morden, um, uh, Jordan allowed on that committee. Uh, and then, of course, it was also they hired an ABC producer to make it look like American Idol. Did you see any of that at the hearings yesterday in New York? Or were Democrats actually able to speak up and there was no TV producer to make it perfect for television? <laughs> well, there's cameras everywhere, uh, Rob. You know, it was quite the melee. Uh, but keep in mind, uh, where they held this hearing, uh, about two blocks away from the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse, where Donald Trump was indicted just two weeks ago, um, you know, they want to call a lot of Democrats, like Jerry Nadler yesterday, who said the only reason for this field hearing was for one reason and one reason alone, to protect Donald Trump. Uh, Democrats want to make this out like uh, this field hearing was a political play, but you know, you have a lot of conservatives around the country who are looking at what happened two blocks down the street two weeks ago and say, well, if, what do you call that? Um, you know, what happened with Donald Trump? People are still trying to make two ends of it, uh, how, how you can get a 34 uh, felony charges against a former president of the United States, never been done before, on charges a lot of folks believe, even if he did something wrong, well, statute of limitations are two years for misdemeanors in New York State, five years for felonies. Uh, and a lot of folks don't think that this DA has any right to institute himself into, you know, campaign election law at the federal level. So, you know, if, you are, if you're talking about politics and playing politics, all you need to do is point right down the street and say, well, what happened two weeks ago? So uh, yeah. it kind of, kind of falls on deaf ears. Yeah, Mike Carter from Newsmax on the uh, Newsmax hotline with us. And I uh, noticed yesterday, I texted you yesterday, there were a whole bunch of protesters there who uh, showed up and they had custom, uh, you know, custom uh, slogans and uh, they were printed nicely on the placards. There were no magic markers, no Sharpies and a poster board, but they were all there to protest uh, uh, Donald Trump and not, and, and the persecution of Alvin Bragg uh, in a city where uh, crime is taking over, where every, where you go you smell either urine or pot where people are being shoved in front of subway cars where people are legitimately uh, more and more to be victims of carjacking and armed robberies uh, uh, stores being shut down uh, products being uh, locked up if you've been to a Dwayne Reed pharmacy try to get some you know toothpaste dear God in heaven but there were protesters there uh, who were uh, who were angry that uh, you know, people were uh, going after Alvin Bragg for not persecuting real crime. Uh, do you suppose that uh, that big protest yesterday was organic, representing the real people of New York City? No, um, Rob. You know, we every time there's one to be blunt with you. You know, we saw it uh, only a couple of months ago when there was those immigrants on the west side of Manhattan that were staying at a hotel uh, that they had been relocated from tents in Brooklyn and on Roosevelt Island to this essentially four-star luxury hotel that was now manufactured to house hundreds of immigrant families. Yes. Uh, then you had activists who were speaking up on behalf of these immigrants saying, you know, uh, we really aren't having the kind of accommodations that we're, we should be at these tents. 
uh, we should be allowed to stay in this luxury uh, four-star Manhattan hotel uh, indefinitely. We shouldn't have to move to tents in Brooklyn or Roosevelt Island and be given cots, uh, you know, for just showing up here. Um, there seems to be a active sect, uh, sect of protesters that are against anything that has to do with anything Donald Trump. Uh, obviously, during the Black Lives Matters protests, you really start started to see the same groups of people showing up at every one of these kinds of rallies. Uh, it continued on through COVID. Anytime there was a uh, anti vaccine protest on behalf of police officers, teachers, firefighters in the city. You had the same kinds of people uh, protesting against blue-collar people here in the city who just said, we want the right to go to work. We don't want to have to put an experimental vaccine in us if we don't want to. We don't want our kids to be masked for the next 10 years at school. Uh, and yet it seems every time conservatives speak up in this city, there is a sect of people who have, like you said, professionally written out signs that seems uh, to be written out and planned accordingly well in advance. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. no way to point to who's supporting these groups, uh, but it is curious. You know, I was uh, speaking to someone the other day in New York. I'm, I'm not exactly sure or remember who it was, but they were talking about, uh, <clears throat> you know, the feet, the elite of uh, of uh, New York City, of Manhattan. They're all down with the going after Donald Trump. What do you suppose that bodega owners and uh, and store workers and uh, street cart vendors and police officers, uh, how do you suppose they feel about uh, tackling real crime in New York City or going after Donald Trump for some sort of uh, election uh, campaign violation. What do you suppose those people are more concerned with there, Mike? And of course, I'm being facetious. Well, Rob, I mean, in preparation for this interview, I had to write down a few stats that really really stood out to me yesterday covering this hearing. Since taking office in 2021, Alvin Bragg, Manhattan DA, has downgraded more than 50% of felony charges in this city to misdemeanors. So when his office does charge offenders with felonies, they only have about a 50% conviction rate. So you have a lot of folks who have been involved in brutal crimes. I mean, folks being pushed on the subway track. Uh, it was just last October. You had a 40-year-old 40, 40 uh, Asian-American woman, Michelle Goh. Uh, she was just taking the R train to work in the morning, like anyone else would. And you, know, you have to laugh when a lot of these Democrats will point to, well, there's more dangerous cities in Ohio, where Jim Jordan is from, than New York. Okay, well, even if you want to play that game, how many people in Ohio, regular citizens just going about their day find themselves pushed on the subway tracks or in the front of buses um, and, and are, are in the line of fire, so to speak, from rogue criminal elements. Um, another detail that stood out to me this week, Rob, nearly a third of all shoplifting arrests in New York City last year involved 327 individuals uh, responsible for 6,000 crimes here in New York City over the last couple of years. 20 times on average, each of those 327 individuals were arrested for shoplifting. It's the same people over and over and over again committing the same kinds of crimes uh, in the city. And that's what's so just finding people despondent over this DA because thanks to bail reform laws, folks get arrested, they go into jail, and they're released within hours. Uh, and a lot of those folks are repeat offenders. And you saw that even in the Jose Alba case. That was an ex-con who assaulted Jose Alba last year. Uh, he was able to defend himself. A lot of the people in this city are not able to do that. 
it is uh, really, really remarkable. And, you know, the criminal justice use, system used to be that if you committed a crime, you were arrested, and that would end your, uh, your crime spree. In this case, you're saying 20 arrests on average for the, the city's major shoplifters, which sounds like the arrest is more of an con- inconvenience to what they're trying to do. It really is uh, sad and pathetic when you consider the state of New York, and even worse, uh, the city of Chicago over the weekend. Uh, off topic here real quick, uh, a lot of people buzzing about the new rat czar in uh, in New York there, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> the, the rat czar, yeah. I uh, actually did a story on that last year. They, uh, I think this person's being paid six figures. I'm trying to remember the exact number, but uh, not a bad gig if you can get it. Uh, will this rat czar end up doing anything, Rob? Uh, who knows? But, uh, you know, in a city that uh, is crime-ridden as Manhattan has become and under this kind of uh, leadership, under this mayor and this DA, I think rats are the last thing on the minds of New Yorkers right now. It's really the last thing they're worried about. Maybe the cockroaches now yeah. that uh, we're getting into warmer weather. Well, I think that uh, Bill de Blasio actually had the uh, had the title of Rat Czar. That's what they called him. And uh, they created this position maybe to distract from it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Mike, I greatly appreciate you joining me. You were on with me uh, with regard to the the Trump's appearance uh, in New York uh, and now this. And I just think you do a great job. Uh, Mike, where can people find you on social media? Sure, Rob. I'm at uh, Mike Carter TV on Twitter. That's really my uh, main source of uh, social media. I try. My girlfriend uh, gets me in trouble if I go on anything else. So, uh, Twitter's <laughs> I, probably the best thing. And are you going to be so doing continuing, continuing work on this story today on Newsmax? What do you got in the hopper? Today, actually, we're switching it up. I'm going to have a piece that airs on Rob Schmidt tonight uh, in the 7 o'clock Eastern hour on John Fetterman. He's returned to the uh, yes. Capitol Hill this week. Uh, obviously, it's terrible. He was de- dealing with depression, and that's no joke, and we hope he got all the help he needs. But um, we've noticed that uh, he's kept up the similar form of attire that he had yeah. uh, while campaigning, the sweatshirt, uh you know, gym shorts and sneakers combo. And we were asking people on the street here uh, in New York, New Yorkers and folks from all around the world, folks from Great Britain uh, who watch their politicians go to the House of Parliament. We said, you know, if you had to guess, what kind of job does this guy have? And is that appropriate for uh, him to be wearing this as a United States senator? So we got some great reactions. And, I love it. Uh, you can find that tonight on Rob Smith. All right. I love your man on the street stuff, too, bro. Uh, take care. We'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. Well, thank uh, Mike Carter for joining me on the uh, on the show today. And here is the mayor of New York, uh, Eric Adams, who is, uh, I guess, supposed to be better than uh, than the buffoon they had in there before, uh, Bill De Blasio. Where's he gone? Where does he go? This is this is Eric Adams talking about what's really important in New York City. Really, really important, and that is uh, you need to be a vegan because of CO2. One in every five metric tons of carbon dioxide our city emits comes from food. But all food is not created equal. The vast majority of food uh, that is contributing to our emission crisis. Don't tell me. It's Taco Bell. I just speak from experience. Lies in meat and dairy products. Oh, he's going to tell everybody that uh, you need to go vegan to save the planet. Dear God. We already know that a plant, plant power diet is better for your physical and mental health 
And I am, what the hell is your excuse? I'm living proof of that. Oh, dear but God. But the reality is that thanks to this new inventory, we're finding out it is better for the planet. Uh, who cares? Uh, if you if you in space, <clears throat> literally, if you, uh, okay, let's just zero in on uh, one stake uh, on a table. And you zoom out 50 feet. It's a very tight. Then you zoom out another 100 feet. It's, you can't even see it. Then you go to space. You can't even see New York City. All right? Nothing New York City does to get rid of uh, eating steak is going to heal the planet, which, by the way, doesn't need healing. Uh, it's all nonsense. And the fact that this buffoon is even in office is, is uh, it's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it, is a, it is a sad state of affairs uh, that our, our cities are being run by morons such as this. And then in, in Chicago, listen to this. This is in Chicago. Uh, not only do we have all these teens coming down there in, uh, in what was uh, uh, clearly people who got together on the uh, Internet realized that they have a new mayor who isn't going to do anything about crime and just decided to go uh, what they used to call wilding. But I think that's, I guess, racist somehow or other. But this is a woman literally in Chicago, a white woman, going into her. Her, uh, her home and being attacked and beaten by a group of these kids. Oh no, that, that's in that's in Compton. That's actually a group of kids breaking into a convenience store and and looting it. I get them confused because they're happening everywhere. Yeah. That is a, uh, a group of dozens of teens surrounding a helpless woman trying to enter her home, cornered in her do- doorway by a mob of these kids who dragged her away and began brutally attacking her. Is this a big surprise in a country where kids are being taught that uh, there is rampant white supremacy? Is it a big surprise that kids in school are being told, black kids are being told, they can't succeed in America because of racism? Is it a big surprise that in a country where the party in power calls half the population white supremacists, is it a, is it a surprise when CRT teaches white kids that they are privileged, that everything they have is privileged? even if they live in a broken-down trailer and their mother is addicted to meth. Dear God in heaven. We've got more on this coming up. Also, your phone calls, and then uh, we'll get into Elon Musk's interview last night and Jim Comer's investigation into the Biden crime family. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. No blind rhetoric. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. 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 They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 